Good morning. Today's scripture reading is from 1 John, chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and has sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us and his love is perfected in us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you. I love that phrase, that phrase from that, the last phrase in there. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, right? No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another well, people are going to see God through our love that we have for one another in Christ. It's a beautiful thing. I couldn't be more excited today about our second uh, installment of Young Again. So every single week, our young people come here to worship uh, at Ebenezer Church, but they, they oftentimes worship in different environments than in this room. They'll go into environments that are oriented towards their particular uh, developmental level, and that's a, that's a good thing. I'm so grateful that we have, uh, have those ministries. Uh, in fact, I know that it doesn't just happen on Sunday morning, and here's how. I recently asked my youngest a question. I said, baby, when... When you get old enough, if you decide to get married, can daddy walk you down the aisle? And uh, she took a moment and she said, yes. And Miss Linda and Miss Missy, who, who were her preschool teachers this year. So they're also going to walk her down the aisle, apparently, which is good news for me because anybody that helps walk you down the aisle has to help pay for the wedding. So praise <laughs> the Lord for that. Uh, but my point is to say that there are people in this church who are making an impact on our young ones every single day of the week. God bless you guys for doing that. However, it is also true that one of the things we should do is teach our young people the rhythms of worship services that they're going to participate in for the rest of their lives. And so uh, over this three-week series, we've invited our young people to come and join us here in worship. And today, uh, with no further ado, I want to invite the youngins to come and join me up here on stage. All Come right. on. Come on up. Come on. Hi, guys. Go ahead and have a seat. Have a seat. Good job. Hi, everybody. All right. Come on. Good morning. Awesome. We got a little more room on this side, a little more room we on that some side. some right here. The chief the rule space. is nobody falls off the stage, right? Does some of y'all want to move up here? Hank, there's room right in front of Brock if you want to step right in front of him, buddy. All right, that's perfect. Great, great, great. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much for coming back up here uh, this week. Some of you came up last week. We really appreciate you coming back. Last week, we talked about kind of ourselves a little bit. And we talked about how God uh, tells us some things about ourselves. Other people put other labels on us, but God tells us some stuff about ourselves. God tells us we're loved no matter what. God tells us we have a place to belong right here in the church. And God tells us that God created us for a purpose in this world to help change the, change the world. And, and so, 
if, if we take all the gifts that God has given us and we ask God to use those gifts, that God will use them. God will make us stronger and God will help us change the world together. So the last week we talked about kind of ourselves a little bit. Today we're going to expand the conversation a bit and we're going to talk about love. But before we get to that, I just have a couple of questions for you. Question number one, what is this? It is tape. In fact, it's a tape dispenser. But really, this is the tape, right? Yes. Okay, good. And how about this thing right here? A rubber band. You are two for two. Hallelujah. How about this? Paper clip. And it's pink, which means it belongs to pa- Pastor Mark. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And then I got a ha-ha from one of the kids. That was mm-hmm. right. uh, and then this thing right here, what is this? A stapler. Okay, so we've got tape, a rubber band, paperclip and a stapler here's my question all four of these things have something in common does anybody know what it is aiden what do you think all four of these things hold stuff together right tape can like hold a piece of paper on a wall Right? And a rubber band, some of you might put a ponytail in, in your hair sometime and you would need a, something to hold all your hairs together. Rubber band could do that. Uh, paper clip holds papers together, right? Stapler can help hold papers together. So, uh, before we move any further, I need two volunteers. You and Parker, come up here. Alright. Right here. And I need you guys to stand back to back in your pretty dresses, okay? Back to back, just like this. Alright, good. Now, here's what we're gonna do. Tape holds things together, right? So, we're just gonna... Binds you guys together like this here. How? Because that's what that's what tape is for, right? Tape tape binds stuff together. No. Let me ask you guys. Would do you think it would be fun to walk through life taped to somebody else like this? No. Parker Posey, do you think it'd be fun to go through life? Oh, I got your hair. You belong to me, so it's going to be okay. All right, there we go. There we go. Okay, you guys can sit down. But you're telling me it wouldn't be fun to go through life taped together like that. So if, if tape isn't the thing that binds us together, what do you think is the thing that binds us together? Tell me. God, okay. and Love. Yeah. You know what Philippians chapter 3 says? Philippians chapter 3 says that God's love binds everything together perfectly. God's love binds everything together perfectly. So love binds us together. And there's all kinds of different love. There's love like, it's brotherly love called phileo. And there's a love called eros, but we're not going to talk about that yet. Right? Uh, there's agape love. God's love binds us all, all together. But the problem is, loving each other is not always easy, is it? It's no. not easy. You know, God calls, God tells us, and we need to love everybody. We need to love our neighbor as ourself. And we try to love our brothers and sisters, right? Is that always easy? Ah, uh, no, right? Or our parents, you know, a little bit easier. Uh, or our friends. Jesus even says, love your enemies. Jesus even says, love the guy who made fun of your pink paper clip, right? We should do, we should love all people. It's a good thing. Let me ask you a question. Can you tell me what this is? A mirror. Now, I stole this mirror from my wife. It's a very special mirror. Do you know why? Because on one side, it is a regular mirror. On the other side, see what it does? Can you see that? What? 
It gets really close, so you can see all the things that you don't want to see on your face. And and your hair, when it gets out of place, you can fix it. Luckily, Pastor Rob doesn't have to worry about that. He doesn't have a lot of hair. But, you know, for the most part, mirrors are good, right? Yeah. Good, man. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't want to... Mirrors can be good because they help us look at ourselves, and you wouldn't want to walk out of the house having your hair all messed up funky, would you? No, I know. And so, mirrors can be good, but let me ask you a question. What if all day, every day, this is all we did? That would be boring. You're exactly right. Let me ask you a question. What is this? A window. A window. That's exactly right. It is a picture frame, but imagine it's attached to a house and it is a window. That's right. We are in a window. Do you see that? Great. Now... What do you see when you look at a window? You see stuff outside. You see stuff outside. That's exactly right. You see stuff outside. Now let me ask you a question. What is more fun? To do this all day, staring at a mirror? Or to do this all day, looking out a window? Looking out a window. That's right. We had this house, my wife and I, and they had this beautiful maple tree out front. And we would sit there. And when it would change colors in the fall, we would look at it. And you know what else? If we saw the tree was getting sick or needed some care, we would look and we would see and we would know that we needed to take care of it. And so God does the same thing for us. Love does the same thing for us. God knew that it wasn't enough to just focus on ourselves all day, although that's the easy thing to do. Even though loving others can be difficult, God knew that that's what we would need to feel fulfilled that our own needs might be fulfilled, that when we look through the window, when we look beyond ourselves, we see the needs of others and we feel the need to connect and care for one another when they're sick or when they're hurt or when they just need care and love. And so the tape, right, binds, reminds us that love binds us together, but the window reminds us of our great need to love one another. Yeah. So God's love binds us together, but sometimes it's, it's easy to focus on ourselves like with a mirror. God wants us to be looking out at other people, like through the window. Uh, and so we thought maybe we would, we would practice this together. Uh, but in order to do this, uh, in just a second, don't put your hands up yet, I'm going to ask for two volunteers. But, wait, I need two volunteers who can follow instructions. Who can follow instructions? Brock, you think you can follow instructions? All right, come up here. Who else? Can you follow instructions? All right, come on up here. All right. I believe you can follow instructions too, Hank. And we'll try, try to get you next time, okay? Come here, Brock. Or you stay over there with Pastor Mark. Would you come over here for just a second? What is your name? Claire. Claire. Okay. Claire and Brock, here's the deal. All right? We're going to hand you these sticks in just a second. And you cannot put your hand past the black mark on the bottom here. Okay? So I'm going to hand you the sticks. Just hold it up for a second. All right, okay? Here now, here is your job. All right? You've got to use the stick to get the Skittles... And eat them, right? But you cannot move your hand from that, the, that edge of the stick. And you can't toss them up in the air and try and catch them in your mouth, okay? You actually have to, the skittle has to go from the spoon into your mouth. So, okay, ready? Here we go. Let's do it. I'll help you get the skittles. All right, now you got skittles. Good job. Now what are you going to do? We can do, man. Can you? No? Can you do it? Nothing? You can't do it? All right, all right, hold on, pause. Wait a minute. We have been talking about, we've been talking about 
loving each other, right? Anybody got an idea? What do you think they should do? <gasps> Feed each other. Let's see how that works out. Okay, very gently. Very gently. Let's try it. Let's try it. Very gently. Very gently. Come on, get your Skittles. Get your Skittles. You did an amazing job. You can go and have a seat, okay? So this is kind of the image of the kingdom of God. In in God's dream, in God's dream, right? I don't have to meet all my needs because you're going to help me meet my needs. And you don't have to meet all your needs because God uh, has given given you me and I'm going to help meet some of your needs too. So one of the things we learn is that if if we listen to God and we try to meet each other's needs, everybody gets candy, right? Yay! All right, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Wait, 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 wait. If not everybody has gotten a piece, you can get a piece before we go down to our, our, our moms and dads, okay? But also, here's what you need to know. Uh, you're not allowed to eat your candy yet until the adult who brought you said you could bring the can- could eat the candy. All right? Are you with me? Um... What really happens? What really happens when we look beyond ourselves is that we see each other's needs and we see each other's beauty. Hey, 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 don't worry about the candy. Look at me. We'll get more candy in a minute, okay? What happens when we truly look beyond ourselves is that we, we see each other's needs, we see each other's beauties, we have a chance to meet them, but that's not all. Jesus said something that's really important in John chapter 13. Jesus said this. He said... By this will people know that you are my followers if you love one another. The way that people will know that you are my follower is if you love one another. So, loving each other doesn't just help us meet our needs. Loving each other helps us convince the world that God exists and loves them too. All right, last thing we're going to do together. I want to read you something from the Bible, and I want to see if you can help me make sense of it, okay? This reading comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 4, and it says, Two are better than one. Because if one falls down, the other will be there to help pick him up, right? It says, if two lie down together, they can stay warm, because they Mm -hmm. can cuddle, right? Mm -hmm. But one person by themselves, how can they stay warm? And here's the last thing it says. It says, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. Does anybody know what that means? Let me show you. Okay, so this is my cord. It's just yarn. It's blue yarn. Blue is one of my favorite colors. And here's the thing about yarn. It's not very strong, right? It can break it pretty easily. However, watch what happens if I make my... uh, my string here into three cords, three parts of string, and I weave them together like this. Okay? I make it into a little rope. Alright? And then I try to pull it apart. I honestly cannot do it. Right? And it's not because I'm a, a weakling. I mean, it might be a little weak. But it's, it's because when you join things together, they become stronger. Mm. And that's what the Bible teaches us. So let's put all this stuff into one line of thought. Love helps bind us together. Right? It's not always easy to love each other because we spend a lot of time wanting to think about and look at ourselves. 
But God knows that we'll be better if we look at each other and share each other. And when we share with each other, when we love each other, we meet each other's needs, we become stronger, and even more importantly than that, when we love each other well, the Bible says that the people out there will know that God exists and loves them too. So, two things. One, in just a minute, we're going to pray together. Okay, I'm going to speak a word and invite you guys to to repeat it. Okay, and after that, you guys are going to be able to go back to your seats. If you didn't get candy, come up here and Pastor Mark's going to give you some candy before you go back to your seats. Okay, are we ready to pray together? Let's pray. You repeat after me. Okay, dear Jesus, dear Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us and giving us each other and giving us each other. Help us to love each other. Help us to love each other. So we can meet each other's needs. So we can meet each other's needs. And grow stronger. And grow stronger. And convince the world. And convince the world. That you love them. That you love them. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, thank you for coming this week. And I hope that you will come back and join us next week for our last week of Young Again. If you didn't get candy, come see Pastor Mark. And the rest of you can go back to your seats. You didn't get any candy, Hank? Go see Pastor Mark. He'll give you some, okay? He's right over there. He's right back there. Oh, sorry. Right back there. You can grab. You can yeah. grab that one. Here we go. Oh, hi. How are you? Hi. You're welcome. Here you go, buddy. You're welcome. All right. Here you go, bud. Here you go, man. Thanks, brother. Appreciate that. Because I didn't get any candy either. Uh, so... Here's the thing, I uh, I stole this idea pretty unabashedly uh, from a guy named Rabbi Haim of Ramshashak. And I know you're thinking to yourselves, uh, we all knew that already, right? Rabbi Haim, of course, a household name, yes? Rabbi Haim of Ramshashak lived a long time ago. Uh, and someone came to him one time and they said, Rabbi, teach us the difference between heaven and hell. And so he came up with an allegory. He talked about how... In hell, there's this vast expanse, people all around the expanse, and in the middle of the expanse, there's a chasm. And coming up out of the chasm is a cauldron of the finest smelling stew you've ever smelled. People are all around the chasm, and fused to everyone's right hand is a stick with a spoon at the end. And in hell, people have tried and tried and tried to get the food and eat it, but they're unable to, and therefore everyone around the chasm is emaciated. They're weeping and gnashing their teeth. He said, that's what hell looks like. He said, however, if you were to cast a vision of heaven, it would be a very similar vision in some regards, because in heaven, again, there's a great plain, and in the midst of the plain, a great chasm, and in the midst of the chasm, a huge cauldron of stew. Fused to everyone's right hand is a spoon. But unlike in hell, where people are emaciated and weeping because of their hunger, in heaven, the people are portly and happy, because in heaven, there's no cholesterol, right? (laughs) And the difference between heaven and hell, of course, is that in heaven, the people learned to serve one another. I love that story. I think it's a beautiful story to articulate the difference between how God calls us to live and our natural inclination. 
But, you know, the, the reason I think it has been so successful throughout the ages is that when Rabbi Haim of Ramshashak told the story, the greatest need in most people's lives was a need uh, kind of centered around hunger. Throughout the vast majority of history, the vast majority of people have lived on the razor's edge of starvation. But my sense is that here in Stafford County, one of the wealthiest communities in the world, uh, that the, the big challenge we face, for the most part, isn't getting enough food to eat. So what is the biggest challenge that we face? Well, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of good answers to that. We can have a really good conversation. But here's, here's one of them. Uh, raise your hand if right now in this room, as we sit here today, you have a personal electronic device on you. Would you raise your hand for me? Most of us. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Uh, most of us can get email on those electronic devices. Most of us can get, well, phone calls. We can get text messages. Uh, as my mom says, we can post on the face page, right? Uh, we can, we can tweet. We can Instagram. There's all kinds of ways that we can be connected, but here's some, some way I, I would reflect on that. I feel like the number of people with whom we engage is probably broader than at any time in history. That being said, I think it's also fair to say that the depth of our relationships are relatively shallow. My sense is that we have greater communication than we've ever had, but we don't really have good connection with people. If Rabbi Haim of Ramshashak were to tell his allegory today, he might say that rather than a spoon fused to our right hand, we'd have a very large cell phone and we can't reach the keypad, right? And that in order to have connection, we need someone else's help. My brothers and sisters, whatever allegory we use, whatever part of the story we we might change, here's the truth. I believe that in my life and probably in your life too, one of the greatest hungers that can easily go unmet is the hunger of truly being engaged, truly knowing someone else. And so I want to offer a challenge to you this week. I want to challenge us to go forth from this place covenanting to be intentional about walking up to somebody at some point this week and asking them, how are you? And they're going to say, fine, but don't accept that answer, right? Go deeper. No, really, how are you? How's your, how's your family? How are your kids? How's work? How are you? And then to ask one follow-up question. How can I help you? How can I serve you? What can I do to make your life just a little bit more meaningful? How are you and how can I help you? And what I think happens when when we truly begin to invest in the lives of the people around us, and God knew this, what truly happens is we begin to meet each other's needs. And we grow stronger because the cord of, of three strands is not easily broken. But it's not just about us. It's not just that our needs get met. It's not just that, that we find that we are stronger. What is also true, Jesus said, by this all men will know you are my disciples if you have love one for another. When we love each other in truly deep relationships, it convinces the world that God exists and loves them too. So what is true for our young people is true for us too. Love binds us together if we give it the opportunity to do so. It makes us stronger. It enriches our lives and it convinces the world that Jesus Christ exists and loves them too. I hope you will join us next week for our final installment of the Young Again series. Until then, would you pray with me? Gracious God, I thank you for the wonderful people in this room. I thank you for all the souls who are joining us online today. We ask, O God, that your Holy Spirit would begin 
to nurture and enrich us in such a way that we feel your call on our lives to build deeper and deeper relationships with the people around us. That we would truly, truly invest in one another. Because as we do so, not only will our lives become richer and our needs become met, not only will we become stronger together, but we will bring glory to your name. God, we so often communicate with one another, but so rarely connect. Help us, God. Help us to be drawn together into Christian community, to deeper and deeper relationships, so our lives will be more meaningful and the world will know you exist. We pray these things in the name and to the glory of Christ Jesus our Lord, always for the sake of his kingdom. Amen.